Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. I'm here again today with Chris Gross of Frito Nation Productions. Thank you for joining me again. Lindsay, I am always happy to be here. Love talking to you. It's, it's always fun with you. Always. Always. You never know where we're going to end up. The the potential for rabbit trails <laughs> yes. are just out of sight when we get together and we talk. So I have to tell you this. I went to San Antonio this last week and I met with some CPAs while I was down there. And our episode, our bonus episode, where we were burning yes, chip, potato yeah, chips. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes, by the way. <laughs> I do want to say. Since you love potato chips, I can see that. So it had just published. Mm-hmm. And so the CPA, I guess he was doing his homework on me. So he had <laughs> pulled up my podcast and started watching or listening. I don't know what platform he was on, but... So in our meeting, he was like, oh, yeah, I pulled up your podcast about the the chips. And I was like, oh, yeah, you found our bonus episode. I made sure to point out that that was a bonus episode. That's not, I mean, this isn't. This isn't just like a uh, what? What's that's not what we shows? normally do. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not what we normally do. But yeah. anyway, he didn't actually say the words. I thought it was a waste of time. But that's but that's kind of the impression that I got because he was like, "Well, you know, I, I I played it for a few minutes and then I had to you know move on to other things." So, <laughs> Chris, that's what we do here. We waste I, people's time. I. I... <laughs> I worry about that guy because <laughs> I I think everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, and I think secretly he just didn't want to admit it, that everybody wonders when you present them with what do chips like when they burn. <laughs> I think that sparks curiosity. Well, the real in question people. was, is which chip is the most flammable? Yes. I mean, we answered this for the world. <laughs> that is, you know, if you could say one thing about by the books is that we give you answers to questions you didn't know needed to be asked. <laughs> you didn't know to yes, ask. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So anyway. <laughs> okay, well, See. let me ask you this before we move on real quick. What what are your thoughts on that being people's first impressions of you when they go, oh, hey, this is Lindsay Klein. She's the lady who burns chips. <laughs> are you okay with that? Well, um, see, here's the problem. In the CPA world, I feel like for the most part, generally speaking, of course, they're very to, to the point. Yes. You know, business, yes. you know. They're not your most like party animal type personalities. <laughs> So I think yeah. perhaps that being his mm. first impression of me in yeah. his case might have been a negative thing, but yeah. I'm not sure. But that's okay. I mean, I am who I am. Am I going to change it? No. I mean, take me or leave me, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know that he's going to be calling me again. <laughs> and you know what? I, I do want to say, um, I, I don't want to stereotype all CPAs. And we love CPAs, yes, by the way. Yes, I love CPAs. Um, I, I, a lot of times, am not the party animal. So I'm right there with you. But it's okay to open up and to watch Burn video chips. about burning chips. It's okay. <laughs> we can. I think we can all get to this point where we can say that's okay. Maybe what we need to do is kind of get them in. You know, maybe start them out with the episode. Um, 
the question that all CPAs answer differently. Yeah, I told him uh, actually to go listen to yeah. that. I told him he would like that episode. Kind of get him warmed up yes. before you move well, into yeah. the other stuff. And a lot of my episodes, I try to make the the good topics that are educational also entertaining. That's hard to do with accounting topics. And it's hard to do with some guests. Yeah. Um. So I do the best I can with what I got. But sometimes you just need to have an episode about burning chips. What can I yeah, say? yeah. I mean, even the episodes when you know I'm downloading by the books and I know I'm going to. Do you actually learn. listen to it? Oh, of course. Yeah, really. Yeah, even though you were there in person, I do. I, I go back and I listen to them them all again. And it's not just that I listen to it and I'm done. I have recommended the podcast. Really? And I know we've talked about it before. I've now turned my CPA dad into a regular listener. Of That's by the awesome. Books. So he was one of the people who sent me a text about the burning chips. Episode. Really? He did. <laughs> yes. What did he say? Yes. He said, I, I, I don't remember, but he had some kind of, he, he laughed about it. He thought it was funny. So there's at least part of the CPA world that, uh, I'm that kind of a humor. unicorn, I think in that I, I, I definitely have the accounting mindset in so many ways. I mean, I'm very OCD, and that's the kind of person you want doing your books. Yes. So yeah. I have that side of me, but I also have this side of me that is very much not that way. You know, I can go be the life of the party and burn chips and do all these crazy stuff too, you know? So I have sort of this yin and yang in my personality. Yeah. That's a little bit, I think, unique for what I do in the accounting world. So now, sometimes my personality gets me in trouble. And is that where we're going today, Lindsay? Is that what we (laughs) might be talking about on today's episode? I made the mistake of telling Chris the story that I might talk about today. Okay, (laughs) I'm curious, but I want to hear it again. (laughs) It's worth hearing more than once, I will say. I, I actually have a few stories, and okay. the sad part is is they've all happened in the last two weeks. <laughs> I put my foot in my mouth so much, and what's funny is Frito, Frito of Frito Nation Productions, yes. before yes. we started recording, I tell him this story about Lindsay putting her foot in her mouth, and he says, but do you regret it? <laughs> he knows me very well. It's like, you know, I really don't. <laughs> That's the sad part is yeah. even when I've got the email pulled up, I'm typing it out. I yeah. know I'm emotional, right? I know yeah. this is just me. I'm ticked off or whatever, usually ticked off about something. And I'm going to town on this email. In my head, I'm thinking it is not a good idea to send this right now. Yeah. You really should sleep on this. Give it 24 hours, then send it. Yep. I'll even think to myself, it would be a really good idea to have Melissa check this over, who is my right-hand senior staff accountant, and she is so brilliant with her emails. She can smooth any situation over, and she's got all the flowery speech and everything to make it just (laughs) beautiful. So I'll think to myself, I really should have Melissa look at this and edit it before I send it. I will think all of those things as I'm typing it and still push send. <laughs> this is this is not good, Chris. Well, um, I, I will say, I think we all get into those those situations at some point in our life. It may be not emailing back and forth with somebody, but um, I, I can think of plenty of times, especially when I'm talking to my wife and I'm like, 
don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. And you say it. And then moments later you go, I knew I shouldn't have said it. And I said it and I said it anyway. Now see with that, now with that, that's instant, that's instant regret. But I think there's something to Lindsay that you don't regret it. But no, after you've calmed down and the emotions have cooled, you said you didn't regret saying it. I really don't. And I think maybe that's the issue is I am honest to a fault. And I say that meaning that not. okay. it's good to be honest. That's a good quality to have. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to say every honest thought that comes to your head. Right. That's the part I haven't learned is, yes, this is what's going on here. But that doesn't mean you need to say it. That's the problem, right? Yes. So it's like in some ways there's this part of my personality that I just consider it my duty to inform you of where you're failing. <laughs> Fail on life. Let me point this out for you. Not not necessarily good quality to have. So I think when it's um depending on who you're interacting with, yes. <laughs> yes. That is very much true. Very okay, much true. So you and I did an episode about hiring. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is one of the stories. I haven't told you this one. So this one will be a, a bonus for you. So I have a quite extensive hiring process now, which we have talked about yes. briefly. But yes. even since that episode, the process has oh grown. Okay. It's a long process um, because... Every hiring decision I make that ends up being a bad hire, somewhere I implement a new system in the Mm -hmm. hiring process. So because I know it's such a lengthy hiring process, now on my job ad, I will spell out in detail, here are all the steps to this process so that the person knows going into this, if you really want this job, here's what's going to happen. And if you don't want to go through that, I completely understand don't don't even apply. So I get this email. Well, okay, she applied. This lady applied for a job with our ad, right? Okay. But she didn't do any of the assessments that are required. So I sent her an email and gave her the link and said, you know, thank you for applying. Here are the, you know, assessments as part of the application. Um, just please complete those and then whatever, you know. Yeah. I just sent her an email giving her the link, basically. She sends me back this email. I'm going to read it. She says, hello, Lindsay. I have a bachelor's of science degree, along with two associate of science degrees with over 20 years of experience. I previously was a financial controller. Oh, by the way, I corrected the grammar there. It actually reads. Oh, no. I previous was a (laughs) financial controller for six years for a $25 million company. I didn't quite realize you had such an extensive interview process. I am not willing to take all these tests that you require to prove myself. I've been doing this for over 20 years, so I know what I'm doing. Plus, I have run a successful business by myself. Which, as a side note, I wondered, then why are you applying for my job? (laughs) Anyway, then she ends it with this, which just makes me laugh. If you would like to talk more, let me know. Thanks. And then she puts her name. 
<laughs> okay. So here's Lindsay reading this. Yeah. Now, most employers would probably just delete it and move on with life. <laughs> After you bring it up to a couple people and make fun of them and then you move on. Yeah. What does Lindsay do? Lindsay pushed reply. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with All this right, one. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here was Lindsay's response. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for responding with your feedback. Your abilities with spotting details is clearly in line with no other with the way you spotted the predominant list of items detailing the requirements for this position before applying. Additionally, I'm impressed with your can-do attitude, willingness to learn wherever you can, and all with such humility. Any employer would certainly be missing out not to have you on their team. Sadly, we cannot proceed with your application without the requirements completed, but I'm sure you'll have plenty of other opportunities with your persona that radiates such warmth and emotional intelligence. Have a great weekend. Wow. <laughs> Just brought out the flamethrower right there in the reply. That was amazing. So here's my first thought that I had. Did she respond? No. Okay. No. Yeah. There was no response to that. Yeah. Shocking, I know. So I kind of wish she had, though. But yes. she was smart not to because yeah. that would have just agged me on. <laughs> she knew that you would have come back even harder. I probably with, would have, even yeah. though I'd be thinking, why am I spending any time on this? I yeah. have plenty of other things to do. This is such a waste of time. But why do I get enjoyment out of this? Explain yeah. this to me, Chris. I, I don't know. But I, I will tell you that it is um, that everybody thinks about sending something like that. When you get when you get frustrated, <laughs> you think immediately, whether it's a text or an email, you know in your head the Lindsay response. Like you know you know what you I'm you know just what you want to say. immature enough to actually send it. <laughs> well, okay, so it's not it's not just you. Um, you know, I I oh, had boy. a um one of my previous bosses um that I had I was we had this big project that that we were working on and I had taken a a step up. No one had asked me to do to take this step and kind of take lead, take charge on everything. And I was coming in during my off hours to go to meetings. Um, I was meeting with these people that no one in my position had ever had to do before. And so I'm, I'm doing all this. I'm going back and forth with all these email communications and I get an email from my boss. And what I thought the response would be was, Chris, I am so grateful um, to have you on staff and that you've taken this step forward. That's taken a lot off of me. Well, that's not what I got. Instead, what I got was, Chris, you need to seriously consider your position and take a step back. You are not the blank. You are not the... So he was feeling threatened. Well, I don't know what it was. But what he was telling me was, he was basically... I, I don't know if it was one-upping me or what, but he said, you are not in charge here and you need to take a step back. And so immediately at that point, I'm like thinking about all the things I want to say, thinking about everything. <laughs> um, but ultimately I was like, 
for me, there's no good that can come from this. Did you stop yourself? I did not. I did not respond. I did not respond. Oh my gosh, but, but, this is so anticlimactic, Chris. No, but I thought this is going to be the moment when we hear the Chris comes. No, back. there's. But see, that's the thing. There's, there's, there's never been that. But I, I, I will tell you that at that point, I did say, okay, if that's what you want, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a step back. I'm not in charge so of this anymore. So you went with the passive aggressive yes, tactic. I did. <laughs> I did. And I basically, what I did was I made it um, as as painful as possible for him on this project from that point going forward. Because I said, and, and here's the thing that, that just ticked me off beyond belief is like, <clears throat> don't, at least in my brain, and this is how I would be if I was an employer, I want to see my employees stepping up, taking charge and doing things without being asked. And so that was kind of the mentality I've always had is like, hey, I want to take that step forward. I want to differentiate myself from other right. people. And then it's just kind of like, no, why don't you just stay over there in your right. in your corner? And then and then when things would happen and it was like, man, I'm the only one going through all this extra work. And it's like, well, he doesn't want me doing that anyway. So I'm going to shrink back and I'm going to shrink back into my corner. Now, here is the one thing that made me laugh. Um, years later... Years later, I ended up getting a job primarily doing what I was doing that I had taken charge of that I was doing. And, you know, the personal or the professional relationship between us was was fine after that. There was no problems. I never really made a big stink, but I was never in communication with him once I left. And then I get a get a text after I get the new job. And he says, hey, Chris, congratulations on on this. And then at that point I was kind of like, that's where I took my solace. And I was like, well, (laughs) it's funny you think that now because you didn't think that four or five years ago. (laughs) And so I did that. I finally got my satisfaction on that. I could leave the email behind later. I I had put the email in a special folder (laughs) where I could go find it because when I would tell people, I was like, I've just got to read it to you. To prove that that what I'm actually saying is true, and I wanted people to know what I was what I was dealing with. But I will say I've never so, I've never I've I've typed out responses before, but I've never I've never pushed push send. send never pushed. So send. if anyone was wondering the differences between me and Chris, yes, it's a he takes the passive aggressive approach, yes. while I take the aggressive aggressive approach, <laughs> and he doesn't push send. I do. <laughs> Um, the one thing I do, the one thing I was thinking on this, this email from this prospective employee that you had at first, I thought, well, this girl was just like basically saying, don't you know who I am? Yeah. But ultimately here's where I've landed. I think she's the person who can't do it. And she just wants to say that she doesn't want to, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like when you present something to somebody and they go, yes. Well, I don't have to answer that to right. prove that I'm smart. Right. That's where I think she actually right. is. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll probably never know. And at this point, I don't yeah. care because <laughs> even if she passed everything with flying colors that I gave her, it's irrelevant at this point because who wants to work with that? Yes. But here's here's where I add fuel to the fire. I screenshotted these emails. I took out her name or her last name anyway. <laughs> And I put it on Facebook. Yeah. 
and I get one of these people that responds to our comments on it. We'll just say her name's not Karen, but we'll just call her Karen. <laughs> we'll just call her Karen. Um, so <laughs> she responds like, you are so unprofessional. You're posting your HR communications on social media. She's like berating me for this. And so I see it and I just pushed respond or reply. Of course. And I said, well, you're going to love it when I feature it on my podcast. <laughs> Oh. This is how much Lindsay doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna really get myself in trouble one day, Chris. You, you might, um, but but I no, think I can't. Like, I can in my head think, oh well, you know, you could potentially get a lawsuit over this kind of stuff, <laughs> and still push send, still push send. I think it's and and we've talked about this before. I it's uh I think it's a difference in in personality. Um, <laughs> definitely. So what, um, and I, and I know you've got more, more stories here because I want to hear all the, okay, all the stories. I have another of, one I haven't told you yet. Okay. Yes. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So t- speaking of one that could get me in a lawsuit. Here we go. Independent contractor I hired. So this is one that actually made it through all the flying colors. Yeah. I was so excited about him. He seemed so knowledgeable. He did so well on his tests, passed everything with flying colors. I even grilled him about, you know, how would you handle this situation? How would you handle that situation? I'm like, oh, this guy is fantastic. Well, to cut to the chase, he was not fantastic. Um, <laughs> is this what made you beef up your, your application re- process? Oh, he single-handedly completely transformed our hiring process. We now have a one-week working interview because of him. Okay? So, it only took me a week to figure out this guy is not fantastic. Now, what I'm about to tell you that he did, only accountants are really going to understand and go, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So, I'll just explain that when I got into his books a week after he started working on this cleanup project we had, I was about to meet with the client a few hours later. Incidentally, I met with him to go over these books right before we recorded the episode with Jennifer Perez. Yes. And I was so off. Hopefully it didn't come off. I mean, I could tell when I listened to that episode that I was not, my head was elsewhere. And it was because I had just gotten off the phone with him. Yep. I remember this now. You had come in, you were actually still on the phone. Oh, I with was him. still fuming. Yeah. yeah. I was still fuming. Yeah. Um, and mostly it was because he was escalating it with his attitude. But um, what he did that I saw hours before I have to show this to the client is that he had done a bunch of journal entries to get the banks to reconcile. Just put a journal entry to say, to tie to the bank balance. Now, this is probably meaningless to you, but when you're balancing your checkbook, you probably know you need to actually check off the individual transactions and deposits, expenses, everything going in and out to make sure everything's entered, everything's entered, nothing is duplicated. That's the point of doing a bank reconciliation. If you're not going to do that, why even do the bank reconciliation. What's the point? So he did the bank reconciliation, but his way of getting it to tie was just to enter a transaction for the amount of the difference and say to tie to the bank balance. Okay. Does that make sense? 
No. <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 hold on. Let me rephrase. What you're telling me makes okay. sense. What okay. he did does not make okay. sense. Okay, thank you. There we go. Thank okay. you. Okay, so for someone that passed all my tests and questions with flying colors, I was so taken aback. I mean, and, and anyone in the accounting world is going to know this is not okay. Just like taking a shortcut is what yes. it seems Oh, like. very yeah. much so. Very much so. And so, but this is where the problem came in is I was like, I cannot show this to the client. <laughs> and the client that is in charge of this account that actually we interact with the most is a CPA. So this is not a client that I could open up the books and... They're oh just going to, you know, yeah. not know one thing from the other. It's right. a CPA. He's right. going to understand that you don't do this, yeah. right? So I was like, I cannot show this to the client. So the problem was, though, he kept defending it. He got so exasperated, like, I don't understand. I worked hard on this. And, like, he was defending what he did. That was the main issue is I, I was not at all getting him to see that this is problematic. Right. And the reason why we, we had to redo it. And so finally, I'm like, okay, I'm getting nowhere with this guy. He is just mm. not taking any of this to heart as to why we need to redo this. So finally, I just told him, just stop working in the book. Because I was already late to go record with Jennifer. So I'm like, just stop everything. Don't touch the books again until we talk again. <clears throat> So, of course, I'm recording this episode. I'm all flustered because I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I got to meet with this client in a few hours, and these books are a mess. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just – I'm off kilter. So, hopefully, the episode was still okay. But <laughs> – well, okay. So, here's where it's getting good. I, I let this guy go. Now, he was a contractor. I had not officially hired him because sure. this is also part of the process. You start as a contractor, and if you want to switch to an employee – It's very great. smart. It's very yeah. smart. And the way that we have it structured, you can be a contractor. Like all my people, whether they're employees or contractors, they set their own hours. They work on their own yeah. equipment. That's awesome. Like, you know, so, you know, I offer W-2 to them if they want it, if they prefer that. Mm -hmm. But it's not like we have to legally. It's set up in such a way that it's flexible and they can do what they prefer. But everyone starts as a contractor. So I didn't have to go through the normal, you know, W-2 ways that you let right. people go, I guess. Right. So anyway, I just sent him an email, told him that we no longer were requiring his services, and I asked him to send an invoice for his services, which is how we handle it with contractors. You send us an invoice, we pay your invoice. Yeah. He gets all indignant about this. I don't know why that particular thing. Of course, you know, we already had this troublesome interaction where he was already upset. Yeah. But he, that, he got so upset about the fact that he had to send an invoice. And in his mind, apparently, he doesn't think he has to send an invoice. I shouldn't have to send an invoice. This is how many hours I worked. And, he, you know, he just and then he proceeds to send like probably if I printed it out a two page email. Oh, so he was going to go out. Yeah. In flames. Yes. Right. OK, so here I am, Lindsay. We've already discussed my personality like I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you need to be a little bit strategic. Like, he still needs something from me at this point. I need nothing from him. Yeah. I'm severing this relationship. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So he goes out in a flame of glory. And not only is he bad-mouthing me, but he starts bad-mouthing Melissa, who is my most loyal employee 
This girl, when I mean, yeah. honestly, she's working harder than I am. Like this girl is up at three a.m. When I'm up at three a.m., she's up there with me, trying yeah. to finish projects, get stuff done. She's right there with me in in the weeds, you know. And so I'm like, it's one thing if you're gonna badmouth me, fine. Yeah. But my employees, oh, now we really you got a problem. The line yeah, here. Yeah, yes. No. Yes. And he cc'd her on the email. Oh my gosh. And you- she was so upset yeah and so i didn't see this email until a few hours later and she had already seen it and she already sent me this apologetic email and these things he's saying are not true and i can send you audit logs and i can send you this she's like offering to like go research and and prove that the stuff he's saying is not true i was like girl do not spend one more second thinking about this guy you're fine yeah you're fine I got this. <laughs> I was like, seriously, just go do your business. Like, yeah. just don't even think. Don't not one more thought about this guy. Right, right. So I push reply. <laughs> and um I'm trying to think about the various ways I go about this, right? And so I, I took kind of the same approach that I took with um this lady that yes. i had responded to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um very overly sweet thank you you know and i yeah. i did say i'm not sure why you felt the need to throw me and melissa under the bus yeah um but since you have gone out of your way to cuz he was even saying things like you know he would put exact times at such and such 10 53 p.m. or whatever right he was like very specific like nitpicky about things i said well since you want to detail this relationship with such uh specifics let's talk about the specifics of your contract Ooh, all right <laughs> in the contract which by the way has completely changed since then <laughs> Actually, since Mallory Heron came on my show and I talked to her about this, um, there was a clause in the contract about non-compete, which legally probably don't have a leg to stand on there because it's a 1099 situation. And by definition, at least by IRS standards, they have to be able to compete. They have to be able to take other business. So... That clause of the contract really shouldn't be there. And it's since been removed. But he had the old contract. So I'm like, you know what? I probably have no leg legally to stand on here. But he probably doesn't know that. (laughs) Now, if he listens to this podcast, he knows now. So I screenshot it. And I happen to know that he was working with other clients. Which, honestly, I didn't really care. I had it in there really for situations like this. Yeah. Um, but didn't really care. So I never said anything about it. But now that he was being a jerk, I'm like, no, oh, let's just pull that out. So I screenshotted it and said, I just wanted to point to this clause in your contract, you know, the, the non-compete and I explained it and then just said, just wanted to make you aware of that. That would include, and I named the other (laughs) client that I know he works with. Yeah. And I said, but no worries. 
I'm happy to write up a, um, you know, like a, I forget what you call it, whenever you're basically giving permission to a party to compete, basically. Yeah. Authorization. Because that's what the contract read is written authorization. They could do it. So I'm like, I'm happy to write that up for you. And just to add insult to injury, I say for the price of, and I put the exact amount, <laughs> the exact amount that he was requesting from me. He got so irate, which even at this point, and you know, maybe I shouldn't say this at this point because he might be listening, but even at this point, if he would just send me a freaking invoice, I would pay it and move on with yeah. my life. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? You want to, you want to be hard playing play hard to get fine let's do this two can play this game so i tell him i'll write him authorization to work for yeah. other clients knowing i have no legal <laughs> no legal standing here whatsoever but i don't care i just want to yank his chain so i tell him for the price that he wants to get from me yeah. i will give him authorization to work with other clients he gets so indignant he sends me this furious email this is illegal I mean, just yeah. ranting at me. And then he talks about how he's getting his lawyer involved. So I respond back and I say, I think you're on the right track. <laughs> I, I think that's perfect. I think any judge will be able to listen to our complaints and uh, hear out everything and be able to come to an amicable situation that works for both of us. And as a reminder, and I screenshot part of his contract, that needs to be dealt with per the laws of Texas. And he is in a different state, <laughs> nowhere near Texas. So <laughs> I will see you in court. Leave it at that. Again, all the man needs to do is send me an invoice. Yeah. I will yeah. pay it and move on, which is the terms of our agreement. Send me an invoice. I'll pay it. I'm like, you know what? He doesn't want to send an invoice. Fine. We'll just do this dance all day. How far? How long you want to go with this? <laughs> so then I get a, a, a notice from the Texas Workforce Commission. So Texas Workforce Commission is for employers in the state of Texas. Okay. Here's the funny part of this. Well, there's lots of funny parts of this, but <laughs> he gets our legal name wrong. He gets, what else did he get wrong? A bunch of stuff on this was yeah. wrong. Like nothing matched my official registry for the state of Texas. And you could figure, you, you could figure that out by the fact that they had no tax ID number. They yeah. clearly didn't know who I was. <laughs> right. So, and he, he didn't yeah. even, he didn't even give our DBA name. Right. So it wasn't like, and I'm registered under my legal name. Right. So it was all wrong. And the address that he sent it to was not the address Jeez, I had registered. Oh so I was like, all right, do I even need to respond to this? Because I don't even think the Texas comptroller knows who this is yeah. that he's complaining about. I'm like, whatever. Just in case they figure it out, I'll yeah. go ahead and respond. Yeah. Two sentences. This man has never been an employee of our company, and he works in this other state. And I named the state. Yeah. And he put that as his work address, which Texas comptroller doesn't do anything outside <laughs> the state of Texas. So I'm like, I don't need to say anything else. He's not an employee. He doesn't yeah. work here. Simple as that. <laughs> I'm like, and again, dude, all you got to do is send me an invoice. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm having fun with that little situation. It's and still going knows? on. It's still going on. I have no idea if the Texas Comptroller has told him my response yet, but who knows what he's going to do next? I mean, I'm just waiting to get like a 
uh, you know, something from yeah. court in the state of Texas that he's suing me, and I will love every minute of it. This, this I will started, go do it yeah. just just to make him go through as much pain. I don't even care if I have to pay more. I don't even care if I have to pay court fees. I don't care if I have to pay for his attorney fees. It is so worth it to me at this point. I just want to see him take forever not sending me an invoice. I want to just see how, what kind of links will this man go through to not send an invoice? Okay, so there's <laughs> two types of people in this world. There's one, <laughs> there's the people like me who just absolutely dread and loathe any kind of confrontation. <laughs> and then there's people like you and this guy who your personalities fit so perfectly. Uh-huh. He's thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah. He's, I'm going to oh, drag yeah. this out as far oh, yeah. as I can, and I'm oh, going to yeah. make her pay court fees. Yeah. And-, <laughs> and I think we're both loving it, probably. So, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, I get, I legit. Um, but I don't want him to listen to this episode, because then he knows. Yeah. Then he knows. There's no chance he is interested. Probably not. In listening to you. I Probably not. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. But see, I don't want him to know that he has a shortcut to end this. I kind of just want him to think that he's going to have to do this for months and months. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Just the thought of me being in your position or having a similar response. I mean, it's like it gives me anxiety thinking about that. What? Having this kind of confrontation and this kind of back and forth. Why? That's just, I just don't like it. I don't like the confrontation. (laughs) I don't like dealing with it. Like I said earlier, I am much more, I'm going to go about this as passively, passive, aggressively as possible, knowing full well that the people I'm going (laughs) passive aggressive against probably won't even pick up that I'm going passive aggressive. (laughs) But in my mind, I've won, and that's good for me. That's good for me. <laughs> That's funny. I don't relate to that at all, Chris. And see, I don't see. We're that, so different, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I will. I will go through all the pain and the trial and the tribulation and the and the money, whatever it takes, yeah. just to keep this guy <laughs> running. And now, I mean, I'm actually helping. Help if he listens to this. I'm helping. Yeah. He can play this as evidence in the lawsuit. Right. About right. what I did to yank his chain. Yes. And I could get I get punitive damages over this, dude. I mean, go for the go for the ceiling here. I mean, She's come inviting on. It. Come I'm on. inviting come on. you. <laughs> Again, just panic inducing to me. It's it's horrifying. Like this might I probably have had a nightmare about something like this at some point in my life. Oh well. I mean, I've got to gain enjoyment from this world of business, you know? And, and see, <laughs> see, that's true. Like, when you have to deal with so many people like this, I am, imagine there's some point where you gotta, you, you got to find something like that. So let me ask you this, Lindsay. So what is, um, what, what's, what's the takeaway for business owners? I have no owners? idea. I feel like right now I'm just representing what you shouldn't do Okay. in so many ways. Like there's so many takeaways any business owner could take from this. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so the next time, and, and I feel like, um, I mean, we're, we're a good 30, 40 something episodes into this podcast. And so if you've been listening for a while or watching on YouTube, You've got a pretty good grasp of who Lindsay is. So the next time you get an email and you feel like hitting a reply, the question you should be asking is, what would Lindsay do? And you do the opposite. Is that the takeaway here today? Yeah. 
I, that would be, I will say, the smart, conservative way to yes. approach it. But if you don't so much prefer the smart conservative way and you just kind of like to go out in a blaze of glory, maybe Which you, you do. do. Yes. Maybe you do. Yes. I literally fired a client last week. Okay. And I can't just say, I'm sorry, this didn't work out. God bless you and move on with life. Lindsay doesn't operate that way. <laughs> I had to say, um, this is not working out. Thanks for everything. But then I had to add a paragraph at the bottom of the email. <laughs> of why so it didn't bad. work out. I can't, and... e- I can't even. Okay. So this is so bad, Chris. <laughs> With the money that you're saving from our services, perhaps you can invest in some resources on narcissism. You can start with this one. And I link an article, and I even quoted a section of it at the bottom of the email. <laughs> there is there is no clean cut from Lindsay. There is no, no. safe detachment. I mean, this guy had been just... Um, very I'm, narcissistic, I'm just, I think, no, is a I'm good assumption. I'm just going to shut up now. But <laughs> it was just that moment. I couldn't just, all right, we're going to just let this go. We're going to take this stress off of our plates now yeah. and move on with our life. No. <laughs> Lindsay had to make it clear. <laughs> Why? I, 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 I want to, I do want to say this as, as much as I, I would dread doing something similar. I will say. I appreciate the fact that you can retrospect on this and go, yeah, I'm happy with what I said. I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. I think that's impressive. I think that's, that's impressive. That's the story that Frito asked me. He said, yeah. do you regret it? And I said, I really don't. <laughs> Here's what's interesting, though. And I've actually found this to be true with a lot of narcissists, actually. <laughs> If you don't back down, and in this case, show you don't really need them, they, it's amazing how it completely changes the dynamic. And I almost compare it to, like, dogs that are fighting to be alpha or wolves, you know? And then, like, you, you reach the point where it's like, oh, no, you're not, my nose is not going down here. Then their nose goes down. It's fascinating. It's very fascinating. So that's exactly what happened in this case. Yeah. He turns around, apologizes. Oh my god! Says he was wrong, believe it or not. Which I mean, that alone, I don't think he could truly be diagnosed as pathological narcissist because I don't think they actually say they're sorry. Yeah. So he's on the spectrum somewhere. But maybe, maybe... he's recovering. <laughs> but then he's like, you know, please reconsider. Like total yeah. change in yeah. attitude. Total change in attitude. So it was very interesting because never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I'm going to fire someone, I'm going to call them a narcissist, and then they're going to come back and still want to use us. Is that not amazing? (laughs) I was shocked. It's like, uh, and and I can't speak much to it now because I've been out of the game for way too long, but like when you're dating and you try to play hard to get, (laughs) there's almost something to... There's almost something to, I I can't I have this, that. 
and this person doesn't want me, but it makes me want it even more. And I don't know what it is. It seems like it's a maybe like a psychological thing. Maybe I don't know. Isn't that interesting? I yeah. never thought about it in those terms. So here at Sucline, we play hard to get. <laughs> I am sharing all of our dirty secrets. I've had numerous people tell me, you are so honest. In fact, I even had one of my employees say, I love it because I know where I stand with you. And I know when you're telling me good job, you actually mean it. (laughs) It's like, that is so true because I do not pander. It fits perfectly with Sakline's tagline that's honest, honest yes. accurate bookkeeping. Yes. I think honest being first is good placement. Yes. I think you're absolutely. right. Absolutely. We are honest right. to a fault. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, in fact, the team can see the email interactions. Any, any person that works on that client, they see the email interactions. So, my team that worked on this client, and I think there was four or five of us that were all in on these emails back and forth about, you know, me calling him a narcissist. I had one of my team members, we got on a zoom to meet about something else. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I love my job. (laughs) I'm like, you're not helping me be a better person here. You're you cheering me on is not helping. You've got yes people working under you. They're all enablers. That's that's what we yes. figured out here. So what can I say? But I think when everyone like sees it, deals with it, and then they have like that moment, it doesn't have to be them, but somebody's yeah. like, yeah, somebody's telling them. Um, I, I do think one thing you brought up that I think is important is that that point of honesty. We're like, and it's something I deal with sometimes, you know, I, I think is we've talked about the difference in personality and I think it's something some people can deal with. Sometimes it's hard to be honest about certain things, right? Where it's well, not for me, not for you, <laughs> but for some people it's like, it's hard for me not to say yes. it, <laughs> but for some people it's hard to say like, yeah, no, you're not, you're not doing a, a good job. But that's bad in the long run. It's really yes. bad in the long run. That is really hard for me if it is an employee that generally does an amazing job, but there's something that's like we've yeah. got to address that. That is right. hard for me, actually. Yeah. I still want to address it because it's just going to continue to be an yep. issue. Yep. But I will say that's tough because this is a person I don't want to demoralize. Yeah. I don't want them to feel defeated or like they're failing because generally speaking, they're awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I have a hard time with that, especially knowing how I am. Yeah. I'm not the most tactful person. <laughs> but you know what I will say, because this is the way I look at it, is that, yes, it's, sometimes it's hard to take that criticism, but the way I feel and the way I feel like these employees who want to come in and do a good job, they want to be doing everything the right way. And so at first they may go, ooh, Lindsay doesn't like me. Lindsay hates me. But then you can look back a week later and go, yeah, I was doing this wrong, and I really am glad that that Lindsay told me what I was doing that, you know, I hope so. But yeah. you know, I don't want them to go through that week of feeling like crap either. Right. So I do struggle with that. But you know, if, if it's somebody that I literally do not care if I ever see them again, I got this. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I 
got it. But if it's someone that I really are, am invested in and I yeah. want to continue the relationship, that's harder for me. <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what to call this episode. What is our topic? Um, I think it's uh less lessons from Lindsay. I mean just like <laughs> lessons of what not to do. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> most of the time we're in here applying yes. uh, what Lindsay has learned in her skills mm-hmm. and everything that's up in her brain. We're applying those things to our lives and now it's like okay, I'm learning from that but <laughs> Maybe I don't want to do everything that she does, well, especially when I hit the reply button. I will say this. One of the big reasons why I started this podcast is I wanted a way for prospective clients and current clients to be able to learn about me. Yeah. Because it's a really sensitive thing to hand someone over all of your financial information, your tax returns, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So. I want people to know who I am. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons I started this. So I think for that purpose, yeah. this episode definitely does that. However, I don't know that it's actually going to win me any business. But but you know what? I, I think this can be something that, that people can can learn from you. And, and Lindsay, I think I know you well enough. You can tell me if I'm wrong. But there is, um, because I've worked with people like this who are perfectionists. And they want everything to be right. And there's a lot of times that when you're in the heat of the moment, when something is wrong, it can seem like the person is being intentionally volatile. And once I learned, you know, when I was dealing with people and I said, man, I really don't like working with this person. And then somebody else comes to me and go, okay, well, look, you've got to just look at it this way. This person wants it done the best way. When it's not done that way, he gets upset. He doesn't hold it against you personally, so you don't take it personally. And then you show up the next time and, and everything is good. And you know what? I actually appreciate that nice. about the person where when I screw something up, you know, I I kind of want to, you know, there to be a negative reaction to it mm. because what that tells me is that somebody cares about what we're doing. Ah. And at least for me personally, it's like, okay, I know I can't do that again. I can't do that again. And so those are some of the people that I like working with because you know that the end product is what's important. And if it's not a good thing, then people get upset. But there's that aspect of it too, um, Lindsay. And I know it's with you. You know, when you're correcting somebody, it's, hey, this is not a personal attack. Right. This is not a personal thing. I just want to make sure we're good. And then you show up the next day, there's no hard feelings and we're we're good to go. So I think that would apply to you, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, I would yeah. say that. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I like that perspective. So, and 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 I think there's once you actually get out into the professional business world, you're going to find more and more people that are like that, and it's good to have the perspective, the right perspective going in than meeting with a bunch of people and you're not realizing they're perfectionists and they're not lashing out at you. They're they're lashing out at not getting everything done 100% correctly. So there is a story, and I don't have time for it in this episode, but I actually think that's going to work out because I think it's a great segue for some a to- an actual educational topic okay. I want to talk about. Yeah. But just, you know, on the topic of narcissist. Um, <laughs> I will start this educational topic on a conversation that I had with one that I think will lead to a great topic in terms of educating about accounting principles in general, actually. Okay. Because I have a lot of conversations with people that 
I try to explain to them why we're doing things the way we're doing them. But if you don't understand accounting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really difficult. So I think an episode about that would be really good. So just to give a little teaser about go. what would be coming up in the next few weeks. I don't go. know when I'm going to do it, but <laughs> I, I I seriously was thinking about that conversation and, and thinking about adding it to this topic. But I'm like, no, that actually could open up a whole new thing. There you go. So... You know, because apparently I enjoy talking about narcissistic people that I do business with. <laughs> and, and and there you go. I, I think the other big takeaway from this is if you're working with Lindsay, you got to know that anything you tell her is podcast material. <laughs> oh, boy. So you got to oh, be. Oh, thanks, uh, Chris, for scaring all my business away. Be, no. Okay. I will say I have not given any names. Yes. I I have not done that. I get where I did give a name. It was fake. <laughs> In you Karen's will, case, you will not be exposed, but maybe your rude actions will. Be. <laughs> yes. So don't be scared, but it should make you think. I need to be more professional when I'm dealing with. <laughs> I think that's. That should have but been Chris what I said. could said. backfire in them saying, I don't think I want to do business with her. <laughs> Let's just hope that the, this doesn't backfire on us. Anyway, tell people how they can get a hold of you if they want to do a podcast. Yes, check us out, freedonation.live, or you can email me, Chris, K-R-I-S, at freedonation.live. And I'm Lindsay Klein with the Klein Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping, performed on time, and your host of Buy the Books. You can email us at info at com, which is S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. And all of our podcast platforms are there on our website if you want to check us out on YouTube, Google, Apple, I don't even know where else, Spotify, Spotify. yeah, wherever else we are. The links are there on our website, com. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. Buy the Books is presented by Secline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Secline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit secline.com or email info at secline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.